Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Kathy'sRight.com. Your stuff for the conservative mind, heart, and soul. I'm Kathy. Today we welcome special guest Bill Robinson. Before I met Bill, I thought that journalism was officially dead. Officially. But apparently not, because there's still journalists out there with ethics and character. And this is one such man. Bill Robinson sits down and talks with me, Kathy, on Kathy'sRight.com. Welcome. Um, Hi, Bill. I'm so glad to have you back. I hope you become a regular, regular. Good morning, Kathy. I would love to be. I'd be I'd be honored to become a regular regular. Oh, you're awesome. Um, there's so much to, to talk about. Where would you like to begin? Well, I'm really excited about uh, some new regular columns I'm going to be writing. I currently write for Newsmax, but I'm also now writing for RedState.com. And the thing I like about Red State is there's no equivocation. There's nobody on there who'll be saying, oh, well, Joe Biden's really a nice guy. I think we've all determined to our satisfaction he's not a nice guy. Right. Um, I think any sympathy or empathy that anybody had for the man and his uh, neurological affliction has gone, and it certainly has for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to be a good Christian. I like to, you know, uh, care about others and uh, be sympathetic to people. But there can be no sympathy with this man, what he's trying to do for our country. So um, I'm really happy to write for Red State because there's no like there's no underlying tones of well maybe the Democrats are okay, right? Right. And so uh, they have a great publication with some really interesting headlines and articles, and I'm really pr- happy and and just so pleased to be working with a great managing editor there. Her name is Jennifer Van Lar, and she does a lot of writing herself. So it's not a situation where. You've got an editor who hasn't written in five years, who's just kind of red penning people's articles as if they're, you know, experts in uh, in journalism. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've I've had my first column published with them, and uh, I want to really, you know, uh, expand on my topics with them. Yes. Um, one series that I'm most excited about that'll be starting soon is what I call the Marxist Psychos. And so the Marxist psychos, of course, the, the, the early in the columns, it'll be, uh, it'll have, you know, a definition according to the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is the, the, the book that psychiatrists use. Mm-hmm. And it goes into all the symptoms and, and, uh, and really awful um, activities and mindsets of, of psychopaths. And it's not surprising to me, and I don't think it'll be as surprising to my readers, that People like the first ones on Karl Marx, of course, because it's the Marxist psychos. But then it goes on to lots of other people like Lenin and Stalin. And, you know, it goes on to uh, Mao and Ho Chi Minh, Pol Pot, Castro. And then, of course, we, we kind of contemporize it. We go to Obama, uh, Sanders, AOC, uh, you know, Warren, um, Putin, Alinsky, and then Cloward Piven. So I'm really excited about it. And, uh, 
And I think it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna a lot of people will kind of hear stuff that they've never heard there. So I'm looking I'm forward to it. Yeah, redstate.com. One of my columns is up now, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, the title of that is "Opinion Smidgen," which mm -hmm. is a regular series of columns I'm gonna I'm gonna do when I want to just bang out a quick opinion. And the title of that is uh, "There's Really Something Seriously Wrong with This Guy." Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even have to name him. I don't name him. I, I start out the column that way. I don't even have to say his name. We all know who we're talking about. Yes. And then I just go through the entire column talking about him in the, in the third person without mentioning his name at all. And we're all clear about, you know, what's going on in our country right now. So I'm really excited about that. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've got a positive outlook on the whole thing, what's going on. Many conservatives are kind of feeling down. Mm -hmm. and feeling like all is lost and i see it very much as my role to try to pick people up and cheer them up so so well well what, where does one find this uh new publication is it it's online right it is redstate.com redstate.com and they're they're up and going they're part of the town hall media so they're uh, related to uh, Hot Air and Town Hall and the Salem Radio Network. So they're kind of a big uh, consortium of, of conservative Christian writers and uh, radio broadcasters. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. So I really like it. And I like working with them. Well, to be honest, Bill, before I met you, I honestly believe journalism was dead. I gave it a funeral already <laughs> in yes. my head. It had a funeral in my head. Uh, I, I did major in it for a short while, and then I switched to radio, television, and film. But I was of the opinion that it's just dead, gone, boy, gone. The mainstream media was pretty much all that I saw at the time. Yes. Well, of course, you're right. Uh, uh, real journal journalism is dead. Hannity's been saying that since the early 2000s. And sadly, he's right. But there are little sprigs, you know, like little after a major forest fire, little little green seedlings pop up mm -hmm. and there are lots of there are lots of people um like matt walsh oh my gosh i love matt walsh and uh, uh benny johnson is another one and these guys are on twitter just nailing people nailing biden voters right between the eyes constantly with their snark and their sarcasm and i love that as an effective way of feeding people um so i think there is cause for hope in journalism it's just that We've had such a battering and there's been such a tsunami of these um, absolute, you know, America haters uh, at their core. And for the last five, six years, it's been Trump haters. So and then, of course, if you support Trump and you wear a red MAGA hat, then, you know, you get battered along with it. That time is coming to an end. And that's what I want to talk about today. Let's talk about it. I, I think I think there's a big buyer's remorse going on, but I don't think the Democrats are ready to admit it. Uh, it things are clearly going downhill for the whole yes. country. And yes. it's obvious to everyone. It has to be obvious even to them. Even yes. to them. Yes. Uh, I don't think that it was only uh, conservatives who showed up at those school meetings. I don't think so. I think it was all parents. And yes. I think that it's actually their hatred, which, you know, is helping destroy our country, their hatred for Trump and regular Americans is what did them in. And now they're starting to see the ramifications of it, and it's going to affect them just as much as us. 
Yes. Well, that was such a great development. I mean, it was awful to see, you know, uh, fathers of, uh, of young girls who'd been molested and, uh, and raped uh, mm -hmm. being wrestled to the ground by, uh, by uh, sheriff's deputies during a public meeting. I mean, that's like Nazi Germany, 100%. And it was very difficult to see that, but it's an important development in the path back to civility and rationality and sanity in this country. Because it was a very good thing for all those angry parents to start descending on the school boards. And then, of course, you had some resignations. And then you had Garland come out with his spineless lunacy. And then now, now they're all backtracking. They're backpedaling because the National Association of School Boards, whatever they do, sounds like a, like a, like a phony organization that funnels money to the Democratic Party. But they've now issued a, an apology letter because oh. their letter, yeah, their letter has been, you know, for the last few days they've been saying that letter is what, they sent a letter to Garland and the G DOJ. So that's what spawned the whole, you know, these, these, these parents, these angry, concerned parents are domestic terrorists. But there is cause for hope because in these different areas, you're starting to see it on the medical mandates and the, uh, the uh, vaccination mandates. You're seeing lawsuits and then Southwest Airlines backs up. So, uh, so they've stopped that nonsense. How long will it be until American, Delta, United follow suit and stop harassing their loyal employees who serve the general public throughout this terrifying fake pandemic? Yes. So, um, and we can, we can go on to the pandemic uh, infinitely and ad nauseum, but I, I think that that's going to take care of itself. A lot of stuff is coming out about it. So what I'd like to talk about today is, you know, we've had this, We've had this constant referencing in our modern culture about the new whatever, the new normal, oh. is that going to be okay? And, you know, orange is the new black and, you know, all these, all these weird kind of um, underlyingly anti-American and subculture references to the new this, the new that, the new 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 50, whatever <laughs> it is. So they keep using this as a way of saying, we're going to change American society as you know, Obama and now Biden is parroting. We're going to fundamentally change the America. And yeah, they are. But the, what they leave out is that we're going to destroy it. That's what the subtext is. We're going to destroy America so we can rebuild it. In How do they think that we Americans are going to respond to that? Do they really think we're just going to all bow our heads and say, yes, whatever you say? Well, I mean, <laughs> we've been kind of like that for a while, right? Like we haven't really stood up and, and fought back as well as we could, counting on that we're going to remain that way. But at some point, you do wake the sleeping bear. And I think that's what we're in the process of, process of right now. So this, this new, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to inflict on us, the, the new whatever, mm -hmm. um, I've, I'm going to borrow that for the purposes of, of this chat today and title it the new Great Reset. Ah. The Great Reset is something that has been striking fear into the hearts of conservatives, decent patriotic Americans, and, and anybody who's hardworking and loves this country, especially if you immigrated here. Mm -hmm. These people are like so upset and angry. Can you imagine yes. coming, getting, finally getting to a country like America and, and, and leaving all the problems of, and difficulties of a lifestyle in another country coming here and then all of a sudden you start seeing the same things happening here. I mean, it would be just, it would be so heartbreaking. It would be a bait and switch. It would be like, 
we lured them here with freedom and the pros, you know, prospects of a future for their families. And then yes. they get here and we're going to become what? Communist. What yes. they ran away from. Yes. So that is, I think that's a bait and switch. Well, and that's what they're talking about with the Great Reset. They're trying to strike terror into the hearts of their enemies, and they've done an excellent job at that. Uh, nobody likes the idea that um, Klaus Schwab of, from the World Economic Forum, a guy I've met a couple of times, and I've, I'll tell you, he's truly frightening. Oh. Uh, he's a despicable human being. And uh, Schwab is kind of uh, one of the one of the manipulators in the shadows of the Great Reset. He wants to, you know, change the economy. He's been a big supporter of lockdowns and mask mandates and just keeping people terrified in their homes. This is the kind of guy we're talking about here. So they're selling yeah. fear. Oh, it's about fear. Yeah, that's yes. what they're trying to do. It's fake fear because, you know, like it, they don't really have any game. They don't really have anything that they can use as a bludgeon. I mean, except for a two by four and mace spray, maybe the Antifa route. But um, in any event, the, uh, you know, so the, the great reset, George Soros and what a, you know, waste of human flesh he is and all these, all these, you know, Klaus Schwab, all these different people, including all the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi and all the people, Biden and Harris and all these really subhumanoid people who uh, have no decency have no integrity, have no uh, heart in what, anything they do. They're, they're, they're trying to scare us all with the Great Reset. Right. Let's get back to, to the Great Reset when we, come, when we come back. Great. Thank you. Keep on listening to Kathy's Right after this message. And just... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like that? We're back. about the great reset or is it the, the new great, reset yeah 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 the great reset has been something that they've been used to intimidate us and try to strike fear into our hearts of, of good patriots across america and uh they try to make it sound like it's going to be warm and cuddly you know everything's going to be great it's, everything's going to be better this despicable america with its racist founders and everything you know it's just so awful so we have to change it so we have to have a great reset it's not warm and cuddly it's not going to be any fun. It's going to be more like President Xi's uh, activities in China with the Uyghurs, where they send them to concentration camps on trains right. and get them there and start raping the women, uh, working the men to death, and then harvesting their organs as they're on their last legs. I mean, this is uh, uh, 
satanic evil. And so they've been talking about it as if it's, of course, they always misposition everything. You can't, you can't, they always lie about everything. So what I've come up with is the new Great Reset. And the new Great Reset, I think, is coming shortly. Um, I think it's, we're already seeing it percolate now. The Great New Reset, the new Great Reset, will be terrifying for the left and for Biden voters. And it'll be swift, just like God's justice. It'll be, it'll be like God's smiting Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's what needs to happen here today. We've yes. got so many people living uh, like godless heathens, hating on God, ridiculing and mocking Christian people and people of faith. And so the new Great Reset is going to be a culling of that dreadful herd. Um, people like Fauci. People like Harris and Biden, people like Nancy Pelosi, Soros and Klaus Schwab are part of this. John Kerry, you know, the Bilderbergs, the... Um, They're despicable people. Yeah, they are. The Trilateral Commission, uh, the Federal Reserve, you know, banks. It's, it's all going to go the way of the Edsel and be completely eliminated. Um, What's really terrifying to me is while at one time they're teaching our children something silly critical race theory which is a conspiracy in my opinion a conspiracy theory bar none but i think they're they're teaching that that our history is so awful and everybody in it was so awful and if you're black you're supposed to feel terrible about yourself because you're so oppressed and if you're white you're supposed to feel constant guilt because of your whatever anyways and so I, I think that, and, and and while they're trying to tear down Thomas Jefferson now, the statue of Thomas Jefferson, tear down our entire history because it was so riddled with racism or, and, and slavery. Meanwhile, they're trafficking children into our country by the thousands, and they're allowing all sorts of Sodom and Gomorrah type of things to become a part of the fabric of this United States of America. That's frightening. And when we look back at history, they're going to see it for what that really was. No doubt. It's unfathomable, unfathomable what these people are doing. And, and that's the, you know, I recently came across the right word for that. And it came out of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that I referenced earlier about yes. Marxist psychos. And, you know, the, for a long time, we've known that their central strategy is to blame others, blame their enemies for what they themselves do. And, you know, people have called it hypocrisy. That's not a strong enough word anymore. To call a Democrat, a Biden voter, hypocritical or a hypocrite is just not enough because that bounces off them like a water pistol. So... That's not good enough. And then some people who tried to get into the psychological end of it started calling it projection. It's not really projection. It's kind of related to projection. Mm -hmm. So um, I saw in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that it's called, they call it blame externalization. And oh. that's, what, that's what you accuse others of doing when you're doing it yourself. Oh, so it sounds like a narcissistic move. Oh, oh, totally. I mean, totally. And you, and you look at these, I, I put the definitions in my red state articles, mm -hmm. uh, which are going to start running soon on the Marxist psychos. And, and you see just all of these things with um, all of these characteristics and traits of all of the people that have been the worst possible presidents, the worst possible senators and speakers in the, of the house, you know, just the, the, the absolute scum of our country. 
And um, so, you know, the great, the new great reset is really about identifying these people. Uh, I have no doubt that they'll have to be removed physically from office. We'll have to remove Nancy Pelosi unless she should die. Uh, she'll have to be physically removed. She'll use the Capitol Police to protect herself. She'll put up fences. Uh, we'll no longer have access like we're like they're working on eliminating now to our house, the people's house, Capitol building. Uh, so when these people get terrified, they'll do anything to stay in office. They'll cheat in elections. They'll assassinate enemies. They'll uh, and I'm I, you know, I've been so worried and praying so much for President Trump because he's been in danger this entire five or six years. And, you know, I, I, I just worry about him so much, but yeah. they haven't gotten him yet. And I, I pray they won't get him, but these people will do anything. So the great reset is us rising up, an uprising by the good people of this country with God's grace and support. We will have to do that. It's the only way. We can't do it through impeachment. They've got it all locked up. We can't do it through the Supreme Court. They've got that, even though we have a, you know, a five to four advantage or a six to three advantage, can't really count John Roberts in that. So it's really five to four. And then because of the unreliability of Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and even uh, Amy Comey Barrett, you know, that five to four is sometimes, you know, the other way around and flipped. So um, they've got that covered. We can't get rid of Biden because of the 25th Amendment unless they do it themselves. And we may be getting close to a time where they do that, because I think that they're getting so worried about Biden that Pelosi and may work with the cabinet in some kind of subversive way to get them to say, this guy's clearly out of his mind. Uh, he doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. So we clearly have to have him removed because we're going to get destroyed in the midterm elections. And of course, we'll be destroyed in 2004, uh, 24. So I think that that might be coming because clearly from the beginning, it was obvious when, when he was running for the nomination, it was obvious to everybody with a brain that this guy was, uh, there was something seriously wrong with him. Right. And they continued on the same way. They said, okay, well, we'll just put this straw man in the White House and then we'll have Kamala Harris to, to go in there. Well, she's She's, you know, she's proving to be a real bird brain. I don't think she's as dangerous as ever. Useless. Said. I don't want her in charge of anything. No. But, but if she was in charge of things, I have a feeling people might even rise up even more because they don't like our politics and she's got a brain. Here we have a guy with no brain and we don't like his politics. He's, he's a little less dangerous than somebody with a brain who's a Marxist and trying to destroy this country. So I think the Great Reset is, is something to think about and consider. It may happen, it may not. I've been wrong so many times before. I think I'm right about this. I really I'm do. pretty sure you are. I also think, though, it's also worldwide. I mean, looking at Australia, and oh, yeah. I'm thinking, this sounds like, and, I, and my Jewish friends that I've talked to have said the same thing, it feels like right before World War II. It feels like that. That's, wow. That's a great point. Um, and my Jewish friends too, we're all in complete alignment about what's going on because, um, you know, unless they've been corrupted into Biden voters, which most of the strong uh, Jews of faith that I know, um, we're in complete lockstep because of the importance of the Judeo-Christian society on which this country is built. Mm -hmm. um, they're trying to separate us and divide us. 
the left is trying to say, oh, the right is anti-Semitic. No, we're not. We're the biggest supporters of Israel there are. We love Jewish people because we share a common point of faith with Jews, and that is that we both believe in God. Amen. We may have a little difficulty with the Jesus question, but I'll tell you something. We both strongly believe in God, and in a lot of ways, Jews are much more conservative than even Christians. And so, uh, you know, being against abortion, being against gay marriage, being against the, the whole transsexual monolith. Um, so I can tell you that I, I think if this does happen, as I hope it does, and I pray it does, and it's going to be a great cause for hope for people. We'll have conservatives and Christians of faith coming back and saying, oh, I'm so happy this is happening. Oh, my gosh, it's exhilarating. And, you know, if, if we should send even, you know, clearly... So I think it's something like 82% of Americans self-identify as Christians. Now, some of those are strong Christians, and some of them are wishy-washy Christians who don't practice. But the vast majority of that 82% are going to be against uh, the left and their uh, dreadful plans for this country. We so, need to rise up, like you said, because yeah. the, the problem, if, if we don't do it in America, yeah. nobody, no other country is capable of doing what we can do. In this country and we if we, this is the last bastion of religious freedom so yes. if we don't fix it, it this it'll, it'll be the end of the world i'm saying it's just it, we have to we have that's to right. take the lead well that's why i'm saying that even you know even you and i have questions about how bad this is and how it's going to end mm -hmm. and there are people and we're the strong ones there are many people who are like, they, they've given up. They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to move somewhere remote or I'm just going to get my kids Irish passports. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to renounce my citizenship. I've got to leave this country. It's too crazy. Even in this dreadful current state that it's in, it's still the best place in the world. And that just highlights how great a place it was before these evil monsters got their hands on it and started with all their, all their, uh, wrongdoings do you suppose that that is why they're going at such a rapid speed uh, of uh, of deterioration i mean they really are going fast this has only been what eight months of yeah. joe biden and yeah. look how much damage he's done in only eight months so yeah it, it's it's quite it's quite different than obama obama took eight years and didn't do as much damage as uh biden has done in eight months and it has to do with the fact that uh, really a lot of people refer to this as Obama's uh, third term. And that's what's happening. You know, behind the scenes, you've got Obama and Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett pulling some strings and essentially telling Biden what to do. Keep on listening to Kathy's Right after this message. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And just like that, we're back with Bill Robinson of Newsmax. Bill's telling us about the Great Reset and, Bill, the new yes. reset. Yes, the new Great Reset. It's going to be even better than the Great Reset, which is awful. 
So yes. the new great reset is going to be a good thing. I'm a supreme optimist. Uh, we were talking about the Judeo-Christian values. And what I know to be true is if the Jews, the conservative Jews and the conservative Christians uh, join up, there's no stopping us. A bunch of godless heathens cannot stand up to us. You're and right. Stand even, so if there's 82% Christian, I self-identify as Christian, there's some element of that that that's, uh, uh, identifies uh, as Jews that is, is higher than 82%. But let's just go with, let's say it's 70%. Mm -hmm. You're talking about 210 million people plus out of 330 million who um, are are dead set against this agenda, this weird, spooky agenda these leftists have. And uh, if we would send even 5 million people marching towards uh, Washington, D.C., we could clean the whole place out in a weekend. <laughs> and, uh, and people say, oh, but Pelosi would have the National Guard shooting at us. Well, she might well do that. She might try to do that. But I love the analogy to the storming of the Bastille during the, that set off the French Revolution. Because what happened was the mob approached the, were storming the Bastille, the huge castle that yes. was part of the, the patriarchy and the, uh, the aristocracy in, in Paris. And they were greeted by some soldiers inside who were shooting at them. And they, they completely, you know, they stopped, had to stop for a second because they realized they were outmanned and outgunned. And then they all of a sudden from behind them came a bunch, a bunch of French soldiers more and they thought they were surrounded. Instead, the French soldiers behind them started shooting at the soldiers in the Bastille and took over Bastille and allowed the French Revolution to occur. Now, notwithstanding the fact that the French Revolution was, didn't turn out that well because it just resulted in a lot of guillotining of people. Um, you know, I, I think that's what would happen in America, clearly. I think you'd have the military dropping their weapons against we the people and turning them on uh, on this uh, vicious vicious government so um there there i i think the the military very very well may do that and it, yes. whether re, you know factually or metaphorically because i'm seeing that and evidence of that remember that uh, that officer who basically came up it went viral and he was talking about how what was going on was wrong and yes. and and that he risked everything he they threw him in jail right yes yes they did uh, that was uh let's see lieutenant colonel stuart schiller i believe yes and so uh he's lost a lot in standing up and people this is this is really the great thing i mean it's it's unfortunate and it's difficult for people and their families but when they stand up and they risk everything, like George Washington did, yes, um, they may lose it temporarily, but they're part of a bigger groundswell, a bigger organic dynamic where people are saying, we've had enough, we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. And that's the point I think we're reaching. Um, you know, January 6th is supposed to... <laughs> What? I'm there right now. I'm mad as hell. And I'm not if taking were, it anymore. <laughs> if, if they were terrified by January 6th, forget about what forget about how they're gonna be when they're gonna turn tail and run when they see, you know, millions of people descending on Washington and insisting on a change. Is that why they still have that wall around the Capitol building? Oh yeah. I think because they they're think worried that. about it. 
I think they're not only worried about it. I think they think their jig might be up. I think they might think that people across all of America and all the different fronts, the border and immigration, uh, the uh, cowardice in Afghanistan by the generals and President Biden. I, I, I'm going to stop saying President Biden. I can't say it. <laughs> you can't put those two words together. It's an oxymoron. But, but the cowardice of Biden and the stupidity, <laughs> excuse me, of Biden in Afghanistan and what they did and then in the aftermath, how they tried to cover everything up and were caught red-handed. That's another, the way inflation is just taking off, the way the supply chain thing is, they're already saying, well, don't count on any kind of Christmas. Lower your expectations. I'm sorry, Americans don't lower their ex expectations on demand like they're trying to do. Like, oh, you know, we have such a great country and we have so much. Oh, just forget about Christmas this year and forget about Thanksgiving and Halloween, you know. It's just not gonna ha it's not gonna work this year. I'm sorry, when did these people become holiday uh, Nazis, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. So the main point about this kind of imaginary thing I've developed of the new Great Reset is a, you know, Newton said every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. That's what the, great, the new Great Reset is. It's, it's a response, a terrifying and swift response to what these people have been trying to do. And it, it can work very quickly. It can happen overnight. It can happen that quickly. It's not going to happen tomorrow morning. I, can, I know that. But it, it might happen soon. And when it does, people are going to feel like the weight of the world is lifted off their shoulders People are going to feel like finally there's some sanity in the world. Finally, there's some ethics and morals. Um, I think that the parents are going to take back the schools. That is what is going to happen. We're going to take back our schools. We're gonna, these are, these schools oh, aren't yeah. publicly run. They're union run. It's That's these right. unions that are really messing everything up. Uh, it, it used to be, I comment, it was, you know, sort of, sort of. My father was in the union for years, and I thought, oh, yeah, they, they look after their best interest. And then uh, my husband was in the union, and before he, be, now he's he's very much non-union, but before he was in a union, and he built Navy ships. That's what his company did. Wow. And then the, the union sends home a flyer. Uh, I remember it was on a, a yellow piece of paper, suggestions of who to vote for. And it said, Obama. And I remember thinking, excuse me, but doesn't Obama say he wants to cut the defense spending? And yeah, okay, but you build Navy ships. So if they cut spending, that might be your job. And my husband at the time was still a Democrat, but I don't think he voted for Obama that time. And sure as heck, because he was a labor superintendent. So sure as heck, when Obama got elected, he ended up having, I think he laid off like 1,500 people. Wow. Which was heartbreaking. Because, I mean, that, th these people were the breadwinners of families. It's a huge Now, see, shift. this is another really good development, like the schools, like the backlash to immigration, like the backlash on this nonsense that the economy is getting better, and that's why we have a supply chain problem. I mean, it's <laughs> circular not insanity that they lead us through. They always have this kind of like, oh, well, demand has increased so much, that's why we're having a supply chain problem. Nonsense, balderdash. We've never had a supply chain problem before in America's 230-year history. So they've got to they've cut out the BS. And 
what the union, the, the situation with unions is, I think last time I checked, it was about 11% of Americans were in unions. And it's been going down consistently. It might be 9% now. And, you know, unions started out with some kind of real moral rationale for existing, you know, stopping child labor and, you know, protecting workers' rights. We really needed that during the Industrial Revolution in 1910 and, you know, the 1900, early 1900s. But I'll tell you, um, it's now you talk to most union members, most of them are not rabid, like, I'm a pro-union guy. If you speak to them and talk to them about anything and, and ask them questions about the union and say, what has the union done for you? What you eventually find is, if they're not this way already and outspokenly, mm -hmm. um, they say, yeah, what am I doing giving all, um, this, this, this large amount of money out of my paycheck every time to the union? And they do Zippo for me. They do squat. So I, I think that the fraud of unions is being exposed too. And so then, many uh, of the union heads are going to are going to court and they've been caught um, getting money, having their hands in the till basically. It's a and, criminal organization. And taking yeah. payoffs for yeah. things. I mean, why would a union tell you to vote for somebody who's going to cut your, your whole industry? That makes no sense. It's The teachers' unions are probably the worst right now because I think they're telling Jill what to do and Jill's telling Joe what to do. And so now that's why they had Merkel. Or what's his name? Merrick Garland. Oh, that, boy. And he did that based on a letter he got from, what, the White House and the teachers' Was it yes. the National School Board Association? Yes. And yes. so, yeah, he got that from a letter, and then now he's going to go and, and, and institute some sort of oversight. Now, the oversight in that, I think, is completely over the top, calling parents terrorists, domestic terrorists. But you didn't call Antifa terrorists all last summer when they were burning down police buildings. You didn't call them terrorists then. It's so easy to shoot holes in everything that uh, Biden voters are saying. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, so that's why I say all of these problems like the teacher, angry parent situation, the Merrick Garland thing making it worse, the Afghanistan tragedy, the, uh, the way the economy is going with inflation, the, the dual storms of inflation and supply chain uh, uh, um, uh, disaster. It, it's all it's all weighing on us conservatives yes. very heavily, but it's all good in the end because to collectively it will lead to an uprising. And these people are they think they're doing so great because they're going to put together a you know a five or it's going to turn eventually turn out to seven trillion dollar spending bill at a time when we need to be tightening our belts. They have no way of justifying. You talk to them and you're like. Well, when you're in financial trouble, what do you, you don't go, you don't spend more money. That doesn't work. That's a fallacy that the left has always been into because they're tax and spend Democrats. And so they're, they're into destroying the economy so they can bring in a new economy and say, oh, capitalism didn't work. We need to go to socialism, which is really communism. Go to communism. I'm, I, I don't think we're no. going to get there like they think. And I think that no. I have a lot of hope because I, I still see a lot of American spirit out there. And I don't yes. think that we're going to put up with this. Anyways, we'll get right back to that after this message. Keep on listening to Kathy's Right after this message. Is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And just like that, we're back. with Bill Robinson. Bill, I'm kind of concerned. I saw Alec Baldwin, you know, the one who used to imitate Trump on Saturday Night Live and everywhere he could get a chance to do it. And unfortunately, there was some accident, they say, at, on, a, on a set in New Mexico where he fired a, a gun, a prop gun, they're saying, and, and he killed uh, an associate producer or cinematographer, cinematographer. Uh, do you know anything about that? Yeah, uh, I have people involved in the, I have friends who are involved in the in the motion picture business, the film industry. And uh, yeah, the director of photography, a woman was killed. And uh, I mean, it all goes back to Alec Baldwin. What do you say about Alec Baldwin? He's a moral reprobate. He's depraved, um, you know, and, and, if I wasn't if I wasn't so concerned about the loss of human life here, mm-hmm. I would say it couldn't have happened to a bigger asshole. He's like he's he's been a hater all along. Yes, he thinks he's so funny. He hates other people. There's that famous example of him leaving a dreadful, vulgar, cursing message for his daughter on on her answering machine. You can see how he treats his children. He treats his children that way. Can you imagine how he treats somebody he met on the street? Oh, yeah. We do have that, those films, those tapes of him approaching some guy about a parking space, screaming and threatening to beat him up. Okay, so now we see, like, more violence and physical assault potential from him. And then, um, you know, he's just, he's just uh, who knows what he's done to his various wives, but I understand it's not very good. You've got a man who just regularly mistreats the people who are important in his lives and is in his life. And then you can imagine how he would treat other people he doesn't know. There's no empathy, no sympathy. And that's a key characteristic of a psychopath. Yeah. So as I'm yeah. learning this about, about what constitutes a psychopath, um, he clearly fits the bill. Yes. You only have to, I think it's seven characteristics of a psychopath. And according to psychiatry and psychiatrists, you only have to fit three of those. Um, these guys are full-on psychopaths, the, guy I'm, the guys I'm going to be writing about. I should write about, uh, about Baldwin, but I, my list is already getting too long. I mean, I, I just can't write about Marxist psychopaths forever for the rest of my career. Although I, I would, you know... I would certainly consider it if there were enough demand. <laughs> He'd but never run out of material. <laughs> never run out of material. I mean, it's just so, it's such a treasure trove of, of psychological depravity. I mean, these people are so depraved. It's unbelievable. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a really a sad thing to say. It's probably an awful sinful thing to say. And I, you know, I know I'm a sinner, so I'll have to atone for my sins later on on this. But, um, you know, this is the kind of thing that one could have expected from Alec Baldwin. And now all of a sudden we've got all the tears and everything. From yeah. A man who doesn't give a damn about his daughter or his wives or people in his life. I've heard he treats his staff abominably. So um, I wonder who loaded the gun. 
Well, he's a producer, so he's going to face, uh, and and rightly so, I'm happy to report that he's going to face significant civil liability, if not criminal liability. Um, I would say that there should, there should definitely be some criminal liability. Somebody should be arrested for this and go to prison. However, because he's such a big Democrat and everybody loves his Trump impersonations on SNL, they're going to sweep it under the carpet. There'll be no investigations. If there is, it'll be a phony one, you know. And so... Um, I do, hope, I do hope that the families of that beautiful young woman who was the director of photography, which is a very important position on a film, um, I hope they sue the living crap out of Alec Baldwin and all of these other um, um, degenerates that typically work in the film industry. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I feel so ambivalent about it. You know, I feel you think- sad for the woman and her family. And I, I feel sad for her children. She had children. Oh, so that that's terrible. I it's, it's terrible. But this is the kind of stuff that follows people like Alec Baldwin around. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they go through life and they think, well, I'll just deny the existence of God. I'll just deny the existence of Jesus Christ. And, you know, there'll be no penalty for it. There are penalties. Now, speaking of unions earlier, uh, they said that right before this happened, a bunch of people walked off the set in some specific union. Yes. Well, if you listen to the to the 911 call reporting it, Mm -hmm. it was it was a call from a young lady who was a screenwriter, a scriptwriter for the for the movie. And she was filled with recriminations and hostility and uh, and I think worry for herself when she was saying things like, they were yelling at me about that during the lunch meet, during the uh, during the meeting and morning meeting, and right. you know they should have checked it. And it's, this is the this is the assistant director's fault and all this kind of thing. And I don't know. And then you have pundits on everybody from Fox News to MSNBC to to CNN talking about how you know there are very strict protocols for doing this. Well, apparently not. Apparently, those strict pro- protocols were either overlooked or intentionally, uh, um, you know, ignored. But how you get, a, how you allow a live bullet to get into a prop gun, is beyond me. Same thing happened with Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son in The Crow. Right. He got he got shot accidentally. So I'm not saying these things were intentional, but they're part and parcel of what happens to people who ignore other people or unsympathetic to other people or outright hate God and are trying to destroy a great country like America. Alec Baldwin is one of these people. Did you believe the tears he had when he was bent over and, and, and uh, I, I, I wonder. I did believe them. I believed the tears, but he hey, felt, you know, do you think he felt late. awful? I mean, I don't know if he felt awful. Did he feel awful because that happened to him or did he feel awful for the poor person who was lying there dying or dead i think you nailed it i think he, he realized that it was trouble for him i think you nailed it right there and I, and the other thing is you know just to not to put too fine a point on alec baldwin's um insane handling of a firearm you know you put a firearm in the gut in the arms of in the hands of a le- leftist and a marxist mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that happens because they don't know how to operate firearms. Right. And you put that in a hand, and you put a firearm in the hands of somebody like John Voigt 
or Rick Grinnell or Peter Thiel or uh, you know any of these other uh, um, any of these other conservative actors in Hollywood who struggled uh, to survive and make a living. Um, you're not going to have the same problem that you had with Alec Baldwin. But recently surfaced tweets of his when he was talking about he was all on his high horse about um, police officers killing black men purposely that he said. Like oh, they were hunting them down. I remember. I remember. Of course, was, of course he was full of it. But at, in one of those tweets, he said, what would it feel like to, what must it feel like to kill somebody else? Oh. With a gun. And so now all of a sudden they're resurrecting that and saying, oh, well, now you know, don't you? Now you know what it's like to kill somebody. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Rule number one, never aim a gun at someone you don't mean to kill. I mean, that's the first rule. Always assume that a gun is loaded, even never if you emptied it yourself. Finger. Never put the finger, your finger on exactly. the finger unless you intend to destroy something. I that's learned right. that with my BB gun when I was a kid. That's what well, I'm thinking. <laughs> sane, rational people know these things. Insane and irrational people do not. They have no understanding. You know, just, just from the way they talk about firearms and the Second Amendment. It's obvious they don't know. You know. I wish they were. I wish they were so passionate and so assertive and aggressive about criminals not getting guns. You know, right. much better. We'd have a much better country. Well, that's another thing that's coming across the border: guns, not just fentanyl. Guns. There's a lot coming across that border. People are uh, people are going to be shocked when when the, when this settles down. But I don't see it settling down anytime soon. Um, I see. Abbott trying, he gives lip service. I think he's doing the best he knows how, but I think he's limited. Uh, a friend of mine uh, was telling me about what's what you know happens when Abbott goes down there and gives his his soliloquy to the news media, and then you know then he disappears, and then all this stuff just starts right back up. And so uh, there's no sense of urgency. And that is what's the problem. I mean, you talk to Jen Psaki or listening to Jen Psaki, she seems to poo-poo everything. Oh, Biden went to the Biden back in 2008. And, and that he said that the, the border goes right through El Paso. So he's been there and he said that this is preposterous for them to think that that's enough information for those of us, especially Texans who live near the border, because it's going everywhere. It's not just Texas is gonna be affected everyone's kids are going to start dropping like flies from taking pills and things made with fentanyl from that border and yeah, fentanyl, fentanyl is the new oxycodone yeah from purdue pharma it's the new thing that's going to kill a bunch of people in america because it's so potent and they're even putting out you know they're even lacing others other drugs that people abuse with fentanyl instead of putting the real drug in because it's less expensive. So I don't know what kind of marketing organization says, hey, let's kill our customers. I mean, that's stupid to begin with, but if you look at what they're doing with this awful drug, it's a transparent attempt by the Chinese to destroy America from the inside out. Exactly. So, so it's really gotta stop. And But the good news is, hey, look, if there is any good news, we're moving in the right direction. Amen. Um, we got them backing off on the schools. We've got them backing off on uh, the border. They're, they're going to have to do something about the border here. Uh, we have to keep up the fight. We have to keep being vocal. We have to 100%. keep... 100%. We have to. We cannot back off and just assume everything's going to land into place because it will not. 
keep going to Patriot meetings, keep speaking out, keep being active on social media until they until they uh, remove you from it. Uh, we have to be uh, we have to be very very strong about this, and we have to keep up and uh, never let anybody stop us. We have to Amen. carry on. We have to carry on. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for being on Kathy'sRight.com once again. I'd like to have you on again soon, sooner than later, because there's so much to talk about. I have a whole list of stuff that I want to talk with you about. Yep. Maybe I can talk about my first column for redstate.com, uh, Karl Marx. Well, that should be out in the next few several days or in the next week or so. Let's and do that. Karl Marx is just, uh, I go into a lot of his history and his background, his family, how he was raised and his parents. Most of the time, these people, these malcontents, yes. these destroyers of capitalism and, and the American ideal, they're, they're raised by people who are horrible monsters themselves. So it's unsurprising that they'll be horrible monsters when they become adults, and that they're raising horrible monsters in their own households. So Karl Marx was one example of this person, and I use the term very loosely, mm -hmm. um, who just destroyed everything he touched. And we're seeing that with Joe Biden. Although it's not so intentional with Joe Biden, he's got the reverse Midas touch. Nothing turns to gold. Everything, everything turns to crap that he touches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything he touches turns to crap. I'm, it's just, if it weren't so awful, I mean, it's tragic really, but you have to almost laugh sometimes to keep from crying with Joe Biden. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see you back here on Kathy'sRight.com soon and stay strong, stay prayed up. God bless you. God bless you too, Kathy. Okay. Kathy's Right would like to thank Bill Robinson, a real journalist, for being on the show. Bill, you've renewed my faith in journalism. It is not dead. God bless you. And I'm glad you've agreed to come back regularly on Kathy's Right. Dot com. Subscribe and bye, y'all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.